You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We are sort of doing a a preseason preview today, just picking out some players. We're excited to see preseason football. Matt, I've never been this excited about preseason football after not having it last year. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of good storylines this preseason to to check in with as well. And uh, there is a couple of games coming up Thursday already uh, with the uh, with the Washington at Patriots and Steelers at Eagles. We'll talk about some players on those teams probably on Thursday's show. Maybe get into a little bit of hard knocks. I don't know if you've seen hard knocks yet, Matt, but but don't spoil it for me if you have. I did, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow. I enjoy the series. I mean, uh, the only thing I'll say about it is usually I don't get super excited about, oh, yeah, Hard Knocks, will I watch it or not this year? I always do, mostly because my you know my 15-year-old is into it and gets psyched for it. And then I'm like, I'm happy I did. It's pretty entertaining. There's always good storylines with the Cowboys, but I was kind of disappointed. I would like to see a little, you know, maybe the Patriots in there or uh, like if the Giants were on it with that big brawl, that would have been really cool to see, you know. So hopefully <laughs> yeah. there's something really fun storyline-wise other than, you know, Dak recovering with hard knocks for the Dallas Cowboys this year. A couple of notes. So uh, some storylines we've been tracking and talking a lot about here on the show, and we have some updates today now as it pertains to the Colts and as it pertains to rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Let's start with Bateman because it turns out just after we actually stopped recording yesterday, there was some news about maybe a core injury, a groin injury, and it turns out, yeah, it is a groin, and that Bateman will miss, quote, a number of weeks. So I don't know how a number could be one. That is a number. Uh, 16 is a number, Matt. I don't know what a number of weeks means, but it sounds like it's going to go into the season before we get to see that rookie wide receiver, which is unfortunate because he would have been on my list of players to watch. Yeah, really high on them. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, I think they may have found their number one receiver in Bateman. Number of weeks does not sound good for opening day at all. You know, soft tissue injuries, unfortunate. I mean, uh, I think they're okay in the meantime. You know, Watkins is healthy for now, and we know what Brown is. And, you know, they got Duvernay and guys like that. But I just hope it doesn't really slow Bateman's entire rookie season. You know, is he always playing catch-up? Is he never quite 100%? You know, we've just seen those kinds of things before. You see that a lot. Rookie season injuries that are significant just can derail an entire career sometimes. I don't expect that to happen here with Bateman. And it's better being a groin than, you know, an ACL or an Achilles or something like that. So I guess, you know, kind of good and bad news for the Ravens there. I guess that's a good point. But it doesn't sound great. How about this? Good news with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the the word is that both Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, this from Chris Mortensen, are trending to open the season as the starters on the same path with those foot injuries. Remember, it was 5-12 to 12 week timeline, so that was anywhere from near week 1 to middle of the season. Uh, sounds like it's going to be closer to week 1. Still early with those recoveries. We'll see. There's a lot of weight that a 300-pound guard is going to be putting on that foot, but uh, good news, I guess, so far, which is nice. And if you are the Colts, that probably means you're not scrambling and trying to give up a bunch of draft picks to go get a quarterback. And uh, maybe Jacob Eason and Sam Elliott are going to be a fun couple of players to watch as they battle it out for potentially starting a game early in the season, but most likely a backup role with the Colts. Yeah, and tremendous news. And I feel a little guilty that I jumped the gun and Colts season's cooked. It's all over, you know, doom and gloom. Uh, what kind of draft pick they can get next year to get their next quarterback? I mean, they're going to be terrible. 
this is tremendous news. You know, that it, it sounds like there's a very good chance that those two key players will be there for opening day. And, you know, we talked about uh, Ellinger versus Eason yesterday. Well, it does sound like there's still a battle, but it's really for number two. And I'm sure they're not in the market to trade for a quarterback now either. I might hold on that Colts preseason game a little bit more, though, now. Just to see a little Ellinger, just in case he plays. You yeah. Know, or easy. Yeah, right, right. No, I 100% agree. See how and then there's along. more news out of Indy, too. I mean, yeah. we, we've been talking to Colts a lot the last couple weeks. All right. This is the last Colts segment on Peacock and Williamson <laughs> for at least the rest of August. No, I'm sure we'll be getting into them quite a bit more. But um, yeah, the, uh, the Colts have signed GM Chris Ballard and head coach Frank Reich to contract extensions, both of them sticking around through the 2026 season. Colts. Colts owner Jim Ursay clearly in a happy place with his leaders. Ballard was hired as GM in 2017. Reich was hired as head coach in 2018. Again, that breaking news from Chris Mortensen. I think both men are definitely in the top third, if not better, at what they do compared to the league. I think Reich is an underrated head coach. I mean, you got to think about the, the this is just a quarterback situation Reich has dealt with since he's been there, I mean, it was like this time of year when Andrew Luck said, ah, I'm done. You know, like there was no time for any kind of backup plan. And then they had Brissett, then they had Rivers, then they had Wentz, you know, like it looked like Luck was going to be the guy for 10 years and be a top three or four quarterback in the league. And they've still been very competitive. And I think Reich has a lot to do with that, as well as Ballard, who's built a very strong foundational um, roster and within was a slow build, a lot of second round picks, you know, you, you're trading down, gathering, you know, a lot of cheap labor and, you know, strong things to build off of. One thing about the Colts roster though, they find sort of interesting is the guys. And I, I, I forget who I heard this from because it was one of the analytics folks I listened to podcasts from and a lot of their money is invested in what people consider non-premium positions. You know, Leonard, Buckner, about to be Nelson, um, right tackle, Braden Smith, you know, Taylor's going to be expensive. They, they've used a lot of resources, not on corners, edge rushers, left tackles, but they did just use a first-round pick on Quiddy Pay. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. They're going to have a lot of double-digit contracts at guard and linebacker and, you know, spots where people don't always invest their money. Right. Yeah. And, and quarterback long-term, we'll see how that goes. I think that's a place they could save right. some money, but they have some time with Carson Wentz, depending on how he looks this year to maybe draft and develop a guy next year. Uh, that could be a good situation for them to save some money down the road. And they're already paying Buckner a lot of money. Uh, they're going to have to pay Quiddy pay if he becomes the real deal there at edge. You're right. There's um, there's a lot of contracts to, to, to come with the Colts and Chris Ballard's done a fantastic job. I think if, if there was a GM draft around the league, he'd be a top five GM. I think, yeah. Yeah. Like, well thought of. Absolutely. I don't think Reich's too far off of that either. Mm -hmm. uh, just dawned on me too. The Eagles should be doing a jig because they might get their first round pick for Wentz yet again. Right. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that <laughs> angle about of that, it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'd sort of written that one off, but me too. Yeah. yeah. They might be in good shape yet again. All right. So good news for the Indianapolis Colts franchise after a rough start to training camp players to watch preseason football next.
I'd like to take a moment here to tell you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And then when I say all your sports, everything Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, playoffs, super fun, even more fun when you've got a little bit of extra action on those games UFC, MMA, celebrity boxing, golf, everything you could imagine betting on, they've got available. They've got lines on it at Bet Online. You've got some futures bets when it comes to NFL teams. Over under win totals on your favorite team. Rookie of the year, MVP, and Super Bowl champion. So uh, before you do anything else, head over to Bet Online. Your laptop, mobile device, your desktop computer. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game Get your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Matt, preseason football starts off. Well, it already started the Hall of Fame game, but that, that one doesn't really count, right? That just Man. that was the appetizer for some real preseason football. We're gonna see some players on the field now, and I'm interested to see how these teams work these preseason games with only three now instead of four. How does the format go? Because every team started to do the exact same format with the starters playing, you know, one series in the first game, maybe a second series if they went three and out, then more in the second game, then third game was the dress rehearsal, then fourth game nobody played, and it was the fourth stringers the entire time. Did they lop the first game off? Did they lop the fourth game off? Or did they sort of mix those two together? So we'll see how teams work the three preseason game format but i'll let you go first matt we've got a bunch of players you know no rules here just who are you excited to see during the preseason this year who which game's going to be tuning into in week one i think week two will be when you see starters and brand name guys but i think you know more so than most opening week seasons we're going to see prominent players higher drafted guys so this was my process for this homework assignment you gave me was I went to drafthistory.com, started in round two because I didn't want to pick obvious first rounders. And we could go, we could do a whole show on quarterbacks we want to see, starting with like Jordan Love, who we haven't seen yet. And I just started picking off guys. And I know some of them are fighting injuries. I'm not sure if we'll see any of them in pre all of them in preseason. But I started picking off guys that I'm excited to see or, you know, and, and really that's it. And, and it started with Trevon, Trevon Mowring from the Raiders. I mean, they're going to that Seahawk basic cover three. And I think he was a real steal in the middle of the second round and could be maybe the next great free safety in this league is that single high guy in that system. Ooh, I like it. Don't put too much on the on the young man, Matt. <laughs> I couldn't believe he fell that far. I thought he'd be a first round pick. <laughs> I, I thought he was too. I was. I was actually shocked. Early second round was a nice place to be drafting in 2021. I think there was mm, a lot of point. talented players there. In fact, let's start there for me with one of those guys and uh, Carolina Panthers, Terrace Marshall. Nice. He's been. Uh, I, I got a quote here from the head coach. Apparently, he's looked great in camp. Tall, fast, going up to get the ball. Um, smaller DBs have no shot against him in camp. Now, there's a couple of nice starters there for them, so it's going to be hard for him to be more than the number three, but he's the early favorite to be the number three receiver already in Carolina. I thought he was a first-round player all day. I thought he was right there with Bateman as a, you know, a late one after that first group of wide receivers. But Matt Rule, when asked about Terrace Marshall, said, quote, we're trying to force feed Terrace and bring him along as fast as we can. So uh, the coaching staff is on board with Terrace Marshall as well. So I'm going to be watching him. And if the starters don't play a lot, that means guys like Terrace Marshall should be playing a lot for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, A couple of bonus ones for the Panthers, too. Those 
defensive linemen, those those all those defensive players they drafted last year. I, I've got a lot of second year players on my list. Guys like Etour Gross Matos and Derek Brown and um, good ones. The, those those second year guys for the Panthers. That's going to be key. This team could come quickly if Darnold holds his own at quarterback, which is also another one to watch there in Carolina. Yeah, uh, this is family, not just a little. Very young defense. I think Chin's a star. You know, Horn, you throw in that mix, too. You know, all those guys they drafted last year. More man coverage this year. So th- that'll be fun. I think Brian Burns is a star in the making. And then last note on Marshall you didn't bring up is, despite his kind of taller body type, he's done a lot of work in the slot at LSU. Mm-hmm. And I think he will here, too. So a versatile player as well. Yeah, he took over that Justin Jefferson role as mm-hmm. the slot weapon, and uh, he could he could do a little bit of both. He could work in the slot. He worked with the ones when um, Robbie Anderson was out for a couple days at camp. So yeah, I'm liking I'm liking what I'm hearing out of Carolina Panthers camp for Terrace Marshall. Who else are you looking for this weekend? Walker Little, a mid second round pick, mm. opted out last year. Only played one game the year before at Stanford. Super recruit. I mean, he's he was a mid-round pick from Jacksonville. Uh, they franchised their left tackle, but they draft him with the uh, the thought of if he can redshirt a year, bring him along, maybe he can be the future left tackle. Uh, I, I don't know what his injury situation is. Some of these guys are coming off injuries at the college level, but whenever he sees the field, I'm psyched to see what he is. That's a good one. I've got a couple of other Jack. And by the way, a Trent Balky special. 49ers fans, Team ACL know uh, <laughs> how Trent Balky does those kind of things. You might get, you know, uh, a steal of a future left tackle. You might get a guy who never plays down in the NFL. That's that's uh, the gambler that Trent Balky is when it comes to college injuries and drafting players. A couple of other Jacksonville Jaguars I'm really excited to see is Travis Etienne. How much does he split out wide? Sure. How does he look at running back? Uh, I'm buying hard on him. I'm worried he's going to blow up in the preseason and everyone's going to start drafting him higher in those fantasy drafts. That's why I like to have my fantasy draft. A lot of people hate having fantasy drafts before the preseason because of injuries. I'm the opposite. I want to use what I think I have as an advantage of some of these players before they blow up in preseason and get them at a discount. And so I like to draft before the preseason. And you know what? If you get injuries, bad luck. You get injuries. That happens. But uh, Travis ATN and LaVisca Chenault, the second-year wide receiver, too, or two I'm going to definitely be looking out for with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, of course, the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, you know, uh, Jacksonville, oh, New York, yeah. San Francisco, Chicago, New England. It, without saying, you know, Jordan Love's another one. We don't even have to talk about those guys. Th- those are must-watch preseason players this year. All good ones. I just want to throw a Jags note out while we're bringing it up. Uh, DJ Chark's having a surgery on his finger. That doesn't bode well for a wide receiver. And it brings me, if we're talking fantasy, makes me like Chenault even more. You know, like I may stay away from Chark. He was a little volatile to begin with. And the word is Chark's supposed to be back for the start of the season. But, you know, we know those things can linger. So it's definitely something to watch. And and Chenault, I think, should be involved in the offense either way. So, uh, yeah. Let's let's see if they're gadgety or if they're legit running back wide receiver with with ATN and Chenault because you could do a lot with both of those players. Which funny because that brings me to my next player, Rondell Moore with the Cardinals mm. because I feel like I know what he is. You know, I, I'm not I don't need to see him at the NFL level to say, well, he's still five seven, he's still super explosive, he's still really strong. But I want to see when he's on the field what type of routes he's running. I hope they're not all you know, get it out now, RPO, behind the line of scrimmage. I want to see him with in-cutting routes down the field. Um, So I'm really interested in his usage. 
the, the NFL's really given the gadgety style of player a comeback right now. We saw, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a hundred, like really Tutu Atwell, 155 pounds and uh, Rondale Moore. And there, there's a ton of those guys that were drafted this year higher than I had expected just because of their size profile. I think the, the league is really warming up to the gadget players. And we're going to see it. So we're going to see more jet motion than we've ever seen in the history of the league. Oh, you're 100% right. And he'll do all those things. I know that's true. I'm just curious how they get him the football. I'm going to stick with my theme of those rookie quarterbacks, but other players on those teams. We talked about Jacksonville with ATN and Chenault. How about the New York Jets? Obviously, Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback, but I'm going to be watching his pass catchers. I know you and I both like Elijah Moore a lot. Is he going to work in with the ones this year? Is he going to be a slot guy? Is he going to work outside? Are they going to find other ways to get him the ball? And the second-year player in Denzel Mims, he's, like, running with the twos and the threes. I mean, maybe even on the trade block. It sounds like he's behind Keelan Cole and more. And obviously they spent money this offseason on um, on Davis, and they got Crowder still there and restructured his contract, so he's probably not going anywhere. Denzel Mims might be completely lost on the depth chart, and I'm gonna, I want to watch him because I liked him a lot, and he gives you an element on the outside that I would think they would want to utilize with their young, strong-armed quarterback. Yeah, I haven't got to my second-year players, but Mims is one of my guys on the list. So I will get to him, too, for the same reason, because I feel bad for Mims in a way, because I liked him coming out of school as that long, angular, go-up-and-get-it, mostly-outside-the-numbers, great tester, you know, killed at the Senior Bowl. So, I I mean, struggled as a rookie as the entire offense did. But he does not fit the Niners system at all. I mean, he's nothing like Debo Samuel or Ayuk after the catch. And that's what they're looking for there. And I, that's why, in my opinion, he's running with the twos and the threes and all that. So if I were, I don't know, I mean, Green Bay, New Orleans, New Orleans should just call Ooh. the Jets right now. I mean, New Orleans should be making a lot Michael of calls Tom. right now. <laughs> What's that? New Orleans should be making a lot of phone calls right now. Yeah, I don't think Michael Thomas is going to play for the Saints, by the way, this year. Yeah, I think his days as a Saint are over. That story's getting interesting, and he's always been it pretty is. vocal on uh, social media, but um, not good vibes there with that. And they actually, yeah, and actually, there's some New Orleans Saints on my list here, too. I don't know if you have any Saints to watch. Uh, let me pull up my list. I don't think so off the top of my head. Yeah, I have also have Zach Bond. Um, he was a, a player I liked a lot a oh, year yeah. ago. Can play edge, can play off, highly productive at Wisconsin. Um, I think he's going the right direction. I think they'll use him in a variety of ways. He's a player I like, too. I've got, so Marquez Callaway, is he going to be the number one receiver this year? So I want to see what that looks like. He's on my list. And and Taysom Hill, this is maybe an easy one, but is he even a quarterback? I want to see strictly quarterback Taysom Hill. What does that look like? So I'm excited to see how that goes. And you're right, man. You, you should be calling Jacksonville about CJ Henderson. If you're the saints, you should be calling um, the, the jets about Denzel Mims, maybe even the oh, Steelers yeah. about James Washington. Yeah, just all those guys. Yeah, yeah. That you could do a lot of work there. The, the saints could be a team that's drafted in the top five this year, uh, but they could be a team that still figures it out because Peyton's that good. So uh, man, I, I don't know what to think about the saints right now. Yeah, and we haven't talked enough about the Michael Thomas thing, and I know we're doing this right now, so I don't want to get too far into it. But when when you ghost the head coach and the position coach mm-hmm. and your trainer for three months and don't do anything about your bad ankle, uh, that's when the team says, okay, we've had enough. You teams know? don't. I don't think that. I think he gets traded. Right. Teams 
are not happy when you show up in June and you get a new surgery. It's just extremely selfish. Your yeah. teammates hate it too. I mean, like your job is to do everything you can to stay healthy. And if you're blowing that off, there's not, not many more worse offenses within the NFL locker room. Absolutely right. Let's see. Uh, one more, and then we'll we'll come back and finish this up. Who else you got on your list of players to watch in the preseason, Matt? Super interesting fly-around-the-field guy for the Browns, J.O.K., Owosu Koromora. Um, again, I want to see how they use him. Will he be sort of an overhang player? Will he play man coverage against backs and athletic tight ends? Will he just be a traditional linebacker in the preseason? Um, you know, what can we expect from a Wosu Koromora in terms of his role? Absolutely. He is on my list as well. And I actually had second year left tackle Jedrick Wills on the list, too. Mm, good one. I want to yeah. give some love. He's the only offensive lineman that made my list. I want to see if he looks like a top 10 pick. And I liked Wills a lot. I think, you know, switching from the right side to the left side and just being a rookie last year, I think there could be a big jump for him and really solidify the the Browns as one of the best, you know, maybe two or three offensive lines in the NFL, maybe the best offensive line in the NFL. So uh, those are a couple I, of fun I, names to watch with uh, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think the Browns and Saints are the two best right now. And I do think Wills gets... A, a nice step forward in year two. Uh, there was it was a great tackle class, as many remember. But Wills was my number one, so I, I just uh, I would take Worfs over him right now. But Wills was my one at the time, and it is difficult to throw in being a rookie's hard enough, let alone playing a, a side of the line you've never done before. More. Peacock and Williamson coming up. Let's finish it up. I don't even know if we'll get to all my players. I'm excited to see so many guys around the NFL players to watch. Let's carry them over to tomorrow if we have to. Yeah, if we have to, we will. And and we can can save all the players that we have for those two games that are happening Thursday. Washington, New England, Pittsburgh, uh, Philadelphia. We can talk about the players we like from those teams on tomorrow's program as well. And, of course, break down what we see on Friday's show. But uh, more players to watch coming up. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone at Built.com. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. Uh, if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out because there's so many good ones. Peanut butter, my number one. You got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Those are the originals, but they are always rolling out specialty flavors. So go to Built.com, buy yourself a box, mix your own box of Built Bars. Not only are those Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bar out there, they are healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs in every bar, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. Let me get some 49ers out of the way, Matt. And I've oh, kind of been, come on. I've been, I mean, I, I look, didn't put any Steelers on the list. This is just because I've been going through the, <laughs> the rookie quarterbacks. And we talked about Jacksonville, the number one pick, and Trevor Lawrence and some guys he might be throwing the ball to in the preseason. New York Jets, Zach Wilson's targets in Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims. In San Francisco, I've got a couple of names. Trey Sermon, the running back. Um, sure. Uh, he could be a real nice fit. And I think a league winner type. If, let's say if, let's say if Raheem Mostert, pulls a hamstring tomorrow in practice. 
Trey Sermon is a, like a massive fantasy football target this year in the Shanahan offense. But a guy, a dark horse player, if you're playing preseason fantasy football, if you're that sick of an individual, Trent Sherfield, free agent that came from Arizona, former undrafted free agent. I mean, he's looking awesome in camp and has a nice connection on that second team with Trey Lance. He's one of the few, like, linear. We talked about the Shanahan offense, catch and run guys. Trent Sherfield's more of the linear speed downfield player, and I think that's something this offense can utilize more now with a strong-arm quarterback. Trent Sherfield is a league winner in your preseason fantasy football leagues, so that's all I got mm, for the Niners. Okay. It's a good nugget. I'm going to keep an eye on him. I would not have thought of that, gone down that road for sure. <laughs> Uh, I still have some notes on some other players that aren't quarterbacks to watch in those uh, Chicago and New England games with those young rookie quarterbacks. But you're up, Matt. Okay. Um, Also, I want to say I urge people for tomorrow's games, if you want to tweet us a name or two and what we think of them or what we should look at, you know, if you guys have names for Mm. those particular games, throw them out there. And same with the, the following day, if there's something over the weekend, you know, a name we didn't bring up, feel free to tweet us for sure. Um, I have a kind of a boring one. I mean, offensive lineman, uh, Dylan Redunce from North Dakota State, um, filling in for Isaiah Wilson with the Titans. Um, I would imagine he's a plug and play right tackle for them. But in, 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 really, why the reason I brought him up is he's not your – 340 pound masher offensive lineman. He's a former tight end type body. That's an athlete, uh, much different than Wilson. If they walked in the room, you wouldn't think they played the same position. You know, their guards are huge. I mean, it's all power game for Henry and he's just different than that. That's a good one. I like it. I I like giving a lot of this is pass catchers and, and fantasy football type players and offensive players, but I like giving some love to to the big men too and, and some defenders on the list. Uh, I'm going to move along and finish up my first round quarterback players to watch here with Justin Fields targets in Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, two breakout candidates for the Bears, and obviously all eyes are going to be on Justin Fields, but Mooney is looking good in Bears camp along with Fields, and Cole Komet is a guy that uh, could be that breakout year two tight end. Great ones. I'm uh, starting to warm up to those guys, especially Mooney. I, I, I'm thinking more and more that the Bears got a real steal in this player. He's a lot different than Allen Robinson. He has an element of big playabilities that they need. He's also a good separ- separator and route runner, more so than just being little and fast. So uh, I like that one quite a bit. Um, again, Komet, it's, it's about that time for him to really start to assert himself as the first tight end drafted. And I think he can, this one's kind of boring because it's a quarterback, but if I'm the Vikings, I'm playing so much of Kellen Mond this, this free preseason. And there is talent there. I mean, some people I trust, including um, uh, Sims had him really ranked high and I do see some ability. Uh, Maybe he's that Dak Prescott out of the first round guy that turns into a high end starter in a year or two. I, I just think that if I'm the Vikes, I would play him like crazy. I like it. No, that's a good one. Absolutely. It, the the quarterbacks go well beyond round one. And, uh, yeah, Sims had him, I think, as the third quarterback ahead really of both high, Fields yeah. and Trey Lance. The, the Sims one is interesting because Sims and Kyle Shanahan are best buddies from their days back at Texas. They literally have their names tattooed on each other's ankles. Mm-hmm. And 
the guy the 49ers drafted was Sims number six quarterback behind Kellen Mond, <laughs> right. behind Mac yeah. Jones, behind all those guys. So I love that one. And, and Kyle, not only did Schefter get it wrong and, and Mike Silver and all these guys in national media get it wrong, his best buddy, Chris Sims, even got it wrong with who the 49ers were going to draft this year. So I love that. Yeah. I have three more names, but they can wait till tomorrow. I know you have a pretty extensive list, too. Uh, I have some more names. I want to get to the ones that aren't playing Thursday and Friday. So any any names you have on the list that aren't playing Thursday and Friday, let's, let's hear them right now. And, and I'll go with one right now who's blowing up Oakland Raiders camp, and that's wide receiver Brian Edwards. they got a couple of second-year mm-hmm. guys, obviously the first-rounder in, in Henry Ruggs. But Brian Edwards sort of no-showed during the regular season last year but looked good in the offseason, too. Is this going to be one of those, you know, uh, training camp heroes Brian Edwards out of South Carolina player I did like a lot in the draft so uh, Edwards is one I'm watching for sure in Oakland with the Raiders good one uh, when they after that draft I predicted Edwards would lead the Raiders in receptions in 2022 which have been his what third year like I think he projects much more as a target hog than rugs um, you know will Waller still be around I, I think there's a chance he turns into a foundational player for them. Um, I forget who's playing, so I'm trying to not break the rules here, but I have a Bronco, a I Raven, will... and a Chief. Those are all fair game, yeah. So Thursday we have Washington at New England, Steelers at Eagles, then Friday's games are Titans, Falcons, Bills, Lions, and Cowboys, Cardinals. Okay. A favorite of mine, I've got a couple, some linemen here. I mean, Quinn Miners. I, I love this guy coming out of Wisconsin, Whitewater. Um, the, the center position in Denver wasn't great. This guy could also play guard. I've been around Mike Munchak, and I just, you know, salivate with what a great line coach can do with Miners coming out with his abilities. It might not be this year, but boy, he's another one that you would just play. So many preseason snaps, ideally, and I bet he looks like one of the best players out there. I like it. I have another small school guy, but that one's going to wait until tomorrow because he's playing Thursday evening. Um, Yeah, that's a really good one. I had forgotten about that one. I'm glad you brought him up. How about this one? Oh, actually, you know what? The Cardinals are playing this weekend, so I'm going to wait on that one as well. I'm actually good. Uh, uh, The rest of the guys that I'm really gunning for are all not dead. I want to say Michael Pittman because, uh, and on my list was Ellinger, but with the Colts news, I think he's going to be less exciting to watch if if Wentz is actually coming back. And uh, I think if some, if maybe some Colts players started to drop in the draft, or uh, maybe some that that Colts to win the division odds on your favorite sports yeah. book had dropped a little bit recently, maybe it's time to to buy low back on those guys. Michael Pittman being one of them. So, so that's the last one for me today is uh, Michael Pittman. Good one. Good one. Uh, I have two more names, and they'll be quick because one of them is an offensive lineman, uh, Lucas Nang, uh, who might be the starting right tackle for the Chiefs when it's all said and done. Opted out his rookie year, so we've seen nothing from this guy. Came into the league injured, but a lot of ability. And another Chiefs O-line note, I I guess uh, Tardif is injured and out for the next couple weeks too. So that puzzle is starting to become a little more clear, and I wonder if Nang can really – fight for that right tackle job. They have more guard body types on the team with the exception of Orlando Brown and and Nang's a true tackle. So he's one. And then my last guy is Justin Matabuke in his second season with the Ravens at defensive tackle. Liked him quite a bit coming out of school. I didn't think he was an elite player, but boy, it's just so Raven-like in a draft where they had a lot of picks to kind of stash him and play him sparingly in his rookie year. 
and he, he made some splash plays. He certainly showed up. But the Ravens are so good at drafting and developing. I think like a second-year player like him all of a sudden becomes a household name if history teaches us anything about the Ravens. So many good second-year guys. I mentioned Pittman. I, I want to talk T. Higgins, too, because I think mm-hmm. T. Higgins is going to have a bigger year than Jamar Chase. And, and Do you really? Jamar Chase has had some trouble uh, early in camp, you know, getting separation. That was one of the worries I had about him. I'm not really super worried about him. He's too talented. But this year, if you're looking for fantasy, draft T. Higgins over Jamar Chase for sure. And then Jerry Judy with Cortland Sutton back. I'm seeing a lot of highlights oh, yeah. there. It's looking like uh, Love. I mean, it looks like Locke is going to get the start in the first game. Teddy B is going to get the start in the second preseason game. And then I guess they'll decide on who the starter is going to be before that third preseason game, I assume. But uh, whoever's throwing to Jerry Judy, I like Jerry Judy as a breakout. So my Second-year guys that you can get on the cheap in fantasy leagues right now compared to what they could be, Pittman, Higgins, Jerry, Judy. I'm all over all of them. I just retweeted something about an hour ago. Most targeted rookie receivers over the last four years, 2017, 18, 19, 20. Jefferson leads that list at 125 targets. Judy was second. Your boy Higgins was fifth. Your boy Mooney was seventh. And your real boy, Ayuk, was eighth. And my boy, (laughs) Chase Claypool, was third. So tons of guys from this last class that are amongst the most targeted rookies over the last 10, four years. Absolutely. I mean, that was such a great class, too. So uh, I'm buying back in. And look, rookie, this has always been my strategy. It's worked out well for me. I'm not going to stop rookie running backs, especially the guys that aren't like the, you know, like, Harris is going to go really high in drafts, but you can steal. Yes. You can steal ATN. You know, it's that kind of thing. You can steal Sermon, right? Your and then Justin four. Jefferson yeah. and CD Lamb are going to go really high in fantasy drafts this year. But you can steal Judy Pittman and Higgins, and and some other players like that, and Ayuk. So um, those are the second year wide receivers, rookie running backs. Go win your fantasy football leagues. Yep, Lamb is also on this list. Um, he was on Hard Knocks last night to tease that he was fourth on this list. He was too obvious to bring up. I mean, he's just screaming breakout and all those things. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to forget. I mean, Judy was my number one in that class, so uh, I still have extremely high hopes for him. To your point, you, mean, you mentioned the targets, targets with Judy. Last yeah. note, real quick on him is uh, he he did have a little case of the dropsies, but I think oh, Lamb. Yeah. I think Lamb dropped one or two fewer passes than Judy did. Like rookie wide receivers tend to do that, and our guy uh, Matt Matt. Uh, not Matt Harmon, Harmon, yeah. Matt um, Matt Harmon, Harmon yeah. that we've had on the show. He he kind of when he does per- reception perception, he's like, yeah, drops aren't that sticky, especially for rookie players. Don't overvalue drops for a young player. So hopefully Judy can get over the dropsies. But he also had the most uncatchable targets. He had like twenty three, yes. like just uncatchable targets from Drew Locke and whoever else was playing quarterback for them when he was hurt last year. So that wasn't a great situation. So there could be a huge spike for Jerry Judy just on the same number of targets I absolutely expect it and I'm not the biggest Teddy Bridgewater fan but he'll put the football where you know you can make a play on it at least absolutely all right good stuff we'll we'll talk about some more players for those Thursday and Friday games that we're excited to see on Thursday and Friday and of course everything going on in the NFL right here Peacock and Williamson 